This is depressing articles. Take one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella, Hella in, in Your Thirties. This week we read a bunch of depressing articles. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Oh, happy day. Welcome to our podcast. This is Hella in Your 30s, the podcast for all ages, all about surviving this dystopian world we live in. So glad to have you. Uh, look, if this is happy, good morning. I'm in a great mood. We read a bunch of depressing shit, but life is good. So, know. you know. Okay. So, look, if you're listening to this on the day it came out, it's January 27th. Today is your last day to enter into our raffle to get your portrait painted by Muriel. Let's do a recap. Okay. Listen, if you sign up for our Patreon, you are going to be entered into a drawing. That drawing, we will pick maybe one name, maybe a couple names, maybe more. I don't know. But a, a, a one, one to three <laughs> names. Uh, and I will make you a custom Valentine's Day card that will be of your face. Yes. Full disclosure. Listen, it's not about flattering pictures. <laughs> it's about capturing your essence. So whoever wins the drawing, you have to send me like a like a picture of you that shows a lot of your personality, something you're into. Yes. And most of these are going to be comedy driven. So <laughs> right. if you're sensitive about having a comedy driven picture of your face made into a Valentine, don't accept <laughs> don't accept your prizes but look you guys listen to us you know we don't present ourselves well at all so you're in good company we're yeah, just yeah. gonna give you the treatment that we give ourselves and each other all mm. right yeah so just do that i'm gonna paint you a picture and it might be pretty freaky dude okay so sign up today also the patreon is the best way to support our podcast and you get free episodes and we got two people to shout out who just signed up. John L. Woo! and Benedict DVS. Look at us. Uh, Look at you. I Welcome know. to the club, baby. Last week, it was all ladies. This week, couple of bros. Couple of bros. You know what I mean? It's feeling good, feeling great. All right. Okay, sorry. I have to get... <laughs> I don't know why so I'm happy. Excited. I don't know why I'm happy. Okay, there's good things going on in our life. Yes. Okay. Muriel and I went out for... Uh, uh, an audition as a real life couple in their late twenties. Oh my god! Boom! They called us in. We've been going out for like fifties. Yeah, we Muriel has been going out for fifties. Well, I haven't gotten the specific fifties, but I'll consistently like, especially in callbacks, it'll be like all people in their like mid to late forties, and then me, who is a solid thirty. How old am I? Thirty five. Yeah. Well, Wait, I am I? literally being called in for descriptions such as. <laughs> Uh, it's mostly pharmaceutical commercials <laughs> looking for like quirky, but, um, Old obviously disturbed <laughs> 45 to 50. I even got, a, I think I might've mentioned this, but I even got a call back for a, uh, insurance for people over 50 for a driving insurance. <laughs> and I had to describe my 50th birthday. <laughs> They're like real people. Well, tell me about your 50th birthday. And I'd be like, well, it was really unexpected. <laughs> came out of nowhere yeah so uh, all right well look but today we went out for real 20s yes. okay you had a great show last night yeah, okay I'm very tired you're i know Meryl's <laughs> tired uh comedy powerhouse i started my new restaurant job yeah we'll see how that goes okay day one of training was last night 
just buckle up, guys. Who knows what kind of roller coaster ride I'm going to be on emotionally speaking. But right now, I'm just feeling like I'm going up. Uh, you know, I don't know what else good is happening. Anything? Oh, just like life is good. It's a really pretty time of year in Los Angeles. Like, oh, I'm fighting off this cold. Yeah, you're which is very better. positive. I haven't been drinking at all, and I've been going to sleep early and sleeping all night. I had the opposite situation where I've been drinking. A lot and staying up until like two in the morning and then waking up at eight. Our neighbor downstairs are, is uh, going back to just blasting stupid ass music. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little rough. No, no, no. These are all things for no, me. I mean, right. I'm good. No, ah! you're right. You're not. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm just floating on a cloud of happiness. I don't, I don't know why. We've I'm been healthy. I'm, we're, I'm, we're eating super healthy these days. I am welcoming your floating because, you know. It could, it could go either way with you sometimes. I know. Well, it's, I'm sure by the end of this, you I'll just be, be like a total dour Dan. I know a dour Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so what do we have in store for this episode? So today? Nick. Okay. So we're going to do a few things. Um, so I just recently closed a, uh, I just recently did a show. It's called okay. Boomer. <laughs> and it's a pretty fun, ridiculous um, musical about a pair of Starquest lovers, a boomer lady and a Generation Z dude. And I think we've been thinking a lot about this thing where for our whole lives, we've been the youngest generation, right? Like we're mo like up until like a certain point, it's yeah. like we were the newest generation. It's right. millennials, right? Yeah. And we're like kind of cusp, like we're right on the edge, right? Between X and and millennial. Yeah. But like that, like millennials right now, what are we? We're 35 to. No, like 24, 25 to like 38. Yeah. Or 37 like or 38. So we're like right in that zone. Yeah. We're hell in our thirties. We're still millennials. Yeah. But what <clears throat> I didn't realize is that Gen Z, there are fully grown adults. I know. In a whole nother generation. Why last didn't I night, think about that? I know. Last night at this restaurant, the other guy that got hired with me is 18 years old. And he's great. And this is not against him. It was almost like talking to someone with a from a different language or a different, like an alien or something. It's really wild. And it's like, you just kind of don't think that that's what's happening. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, I got called a boomer at work. You did? <laughs> Who called you a boomer? This girl called me a boomer because she's loud as hell and yeah. she'll come in and she uh, she'll come in and she just stands directly where I'm working. Yeah. And she's not on the clock and she just talks a bunch. She's very young. She's very cute. She got um uh what are they the lip injections? So uh -huh. Your lips are like very like puffy and cute. Yeah. And uh I and she was just loudly standing somewhere and just talking <laughs> and I go, God damn, I was like, You're so loud. Get out of my space. <laughs> and then she goes, Okay, boomer. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe this. I'm sorry. No one should anymore, it's officially be retired to genuinely say okay boomer and mean it. It's I, done. It's done. I don't mean, do it. Well, you can do it ironically. You can do a musical about it. Don't do it to a 36-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so old. I've got to find it. I just can't. Anyway, so I've been thinking about it. Yes. And so Nick was looking at a bunch of articles about 
millennials. It's just been all over my timeline. We're like, apparently we're all going through our uh, early 30-somethings midlife crisis. Apparently, according to the headlines, we're all like the most miserable people in the world. Nah, we're, I don't know. I have other feelings about it, but I will say this. Uh, I will say this. What was I going to say? I was going to say, he sent me all these articles and we were going to do like articles about the life of millennials and articles about the death of millennials. <laughs> yeah. But the death ones were just way cooler. So yeah. we're just going to talk about those. You know why? <sighs> why? Because it's in the ether. It's in yeah. the air. And I've been thinking about it. Well, and I, I mean, I want to think about it because I'm going to live solidly at least 50 more years. And I'm talking about going hard. I'm straight up Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren, Donald Trump style, going to be whooping ass into my 80s, not slowing down, going super, super hard. Okay, so well, then we got to take really good care of ourselves because shit's getting real. All right, well, speaking of depressing articles, okay, Clinton, Hillary, and Obama came out against Bernie Sanders. Complete garbage. That's so upsetting to me. I want to die. But yeah. the at least Time Magazine, they put out this article. Millennials are just going to be... We're going to be taking over politics coming up, which is good because we're the ones that grew up with all these endless wars. We're the ones that grew up with 9-11 in our thing. We're the ones that don't have money or houses. So give us, let us make the rules for a while. Yeah, we're going to make the rules. And, you know, either Pete Buttigieg is going to get it or Andrew Yang or Yang might be an Xer. We're either going to elect the millennial or millennials will elect the next president. So that's good. All right. <laughs> no, but today's still a good day. I'm that's actually, okay. I actually am in a good mood minus. Um, oh, and, uh, and also just how pathetic the New York times ended up being. Okay. <laughs> moving right along. Okay. So the first article that we read, uh, this is a millennial. It's about millennials being like there were the death positive generation okay death positive i mean i mean how could you not be positive about something you secretly or not long so secretly for. long for and fantasize about all the time <laughs> uh this is an article from the news outlet vox <laughs> why millennials are the death positive generation okay so basically you know overall this article is i don't know if it answers its own questions <laughs> why are we death positive yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of us are we're broke the environment's dying. Like we, we think about death more than any other generation like that's been surveyed. Right. Well, what we're the mass shooting generation. I mean, we're like, you know, we're just we're kicking it out here just trying to <laughs> survive. So we do think about it more. Yeah. But a big drive that I think is kind of interesting is that because we have so much less money as a generation. Yeah. Like we don't want to leave that burden when we leave the planet. So a lot of people are kind of like curating, like the motivation is mm -hmm. to be like, I can't pay for this. Right. So I want, but I want to make a choice. Like I want to think about what I'm leaving behind, mm -hmm. you know, because like basically like the average, the average like cost of like a cremation or burial yeah. are like six, like $6,500. It's like oh, a yeah. lot. And then on top of that, it's like this crazy ecological messed up thing. Like, embalming fluids and woods and crazy chemicals that leach into the earth or like the energy that it takes to cremate like all of the kind of like what it's rough on the ozone layer it's or something on the planet yeah like our, <laughs> I didn't our, know that. our modern way of like kind of disposing of bodies is just kind of so rough. you literally can't even rest in peace you're right. like still doing damage after the fact right so the generous way of looking at it is that millennials are kind of like you know like a little more pragmatic we have less money we mm -hmm. don't want to leave 
we want to make these decisions and also like we don't want to like go out in a blaze of chemicals <laughs> but the less the, the less generous looking at them is like we want to be quirky we're a quirky generation <laughs> right. we want a quirky burial just put me in a balloon and let me ascend forever yeah it's like very much like that they're like millennials want their death to reflect their life <laughs> um, yeah which is i think really interesting crowd surfing all the way to the hereafter yeah so there's a couple of things i learned oh one thing that's kind of interesting is like so like statistically like we're way more interested in death. Yeah. We are like, we're, we talk about it more. We're, we plan more. Yeah. And then we also mortuary, uh, like mortuary, um, owners uh -huh. and like assistants have went from 5% being women to 65% being women in the last 20 years. Whoa. So, and it's like, and like, this is obviously like one of those dumb like comparison, but like they just talk a lot about how like we don't go to church, like church is totally declining, but yeah. interest in understanding death yeah. and like having community communities organizing about processing death and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's actually exponentially gotten so much bigger which is just so like wild. instead of like book club you have like death club well i think it's more like we don't not like i i mean this is my idea yeah it's like i kind of think it's like okay you go to church because it's like in god's hands mm -hmm. so you don't think about death in the same way maybe if everybody was like more involved in like a religion organized religion that right. kind of took then, the onus off of you and put it onto a deity right and basically what they're you know in its best light is like church is about how you should be living and right. we're our generation is like well it's impossible to live well because no matter what you do you're going to ruin the environment and inherently we're all selfish right, right so but hopefully we can die decently yeah yeah it kind of is that yeah it is that it's like this really interesting like like i mean to me it's really like a crazy shift that we talk about it more we participate in it more like yeah these like mortuary owners are like going up there's apps everywhere and there's all these different kinds of ways of burying that people are getting into so like, like what well one thing that you can do um yeah. i was actually listening to a podcast about this a couple of days ago yeah if you well this is actually wild do you want to hear about this of course so, yeah okay if you you donate your body to science yeah then after like a two it depends on who you donate it to yeah after like an x amount of con like a contracted x amount of time for them to do the research they do your cremation for free so if you were to be so like, if they let you rot for a while, they'll burn the mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't <laughs> you don't rot. But like you know, like they'll take you apart and do all kinds of crazy stuff, and then they learn a bunch, and you can donate to whatever. Mm -hmm. The podcast I was listening to is wild. Um, I listened to this podcast called Criminal, and it's just kind of about these like, it's not really like murder crimes. It's just mm -hmm. about crimes and what we deem to be a crime in our society. So just kind of interesting ideas of like you know things that people did that broke the law yeah but like is it actually ethically irresponsible right and, you know like things like that so like graffiti yeah like beautification of the public sphere but right it's on personal property so right. it's against the law right 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 like something like that right. so this was about how there's this um lady so a lot of what like this article talks about is like when you die um you don't like we, the average person just doesn't interact with the death industry. We just don't. Right. And so when people, when you make the choices to like cremate or bury or deal with what kind of casket you're going to buy, you almost are always doing it under duress because you don't, so you're not price shopping. 
So like maybe you have a directive and you have something in your will, right? But you're not like sitting there like comparative shopping caskets and like calling around and thinking like who's the best guy to like go and or lady to like yeah you know, deal with your death you 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 can say like i want these things done but most of us don't actually have a plan of like where it's going to happen yeah beyond, beyond like you know where you're going to be interred but they're like yeah. not picking up the t- casket so that's kind of like the idea i will say side note but, i know this is a side note to a side note but that was the best scene of the irishman when an actual elderly Robert De Niro goes in to choose out his own casket and a- Action Bronson is selling the caskets <laughs> and he like picks the green one and they haggle for the price just for a split second. It's really, that's probably the best scene of the whole movie. Yeah, I was asleep. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. <by then. laughs> but it's like, so like the idea is like basically like we don't, we don't plan and we spend too much money and like do all this kind of like we know kind of what we want but we don't really think about it yeah um but yeah there's a whole industry kind of surrounding it um so you can do so this is one thing that oh anyway so sorry uh this um lady owned a funeral parlor in colorado yeah and she also uh ran a really lucrative business in colorado there's different states where like as long as you get permission, you can sell body parts. So it's like you sell them for research. So you can donate to research, but you can also sell for research. Ooh. And there's like, it's like, there's no regulatory body. So like this lady, you'd go right. And you bring your loved one and you're like yeah. all upset and you bring your loved one. And she's like, she wants to be cremated. And then the lady says, okay, like that sounds good. Um, but, because of this type of cancer she had, her body could be like really useful for science. And then she's like, okay, I'll donate the eyes. And she's like, okay. And so then the people sign a release form and then the lady just goes and sells the body to like another, she had, they have the pair, like the release. And she was, she did this for like years where she would just like sell the body to like some sort of crazy thing. So some people were on like, you know, the bodies thing where they like plasticize the body and display like those bodies like were bought. Right. So like, it's like, so they, and then she would have the thing that she did fuck up on. And then the FBI like founder was that she was like, just giving people like dog ashes like <laughs> oh like to the families and nobody knows like what to expect right, so, like, right what's the consistency of like grandma's ashes exactly versus just like anything that's burnt exactly and like somebody would get their 250 pound husband cremated and they get back like six ounces of ash <laughs> but they don't really know like they get it but they're like like you don't want to think like should I Google how much ash yeah, she should right, be? You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right, so, right. So like right. it just went on forever. She was just like giving people like random shit, selling the <laughs> body. like, damn, I know dad smoked a lot of cigarettes, but I didn't realize his ashes would just smell like cigarette ash. I mean, it's like they, and like some, so like they, <laughs> it's like a mess, right? And so it's still like not necessarily like, how you procure the bodies is just so underregulated for selling them for yeah. science in any way. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, this lady, uh, sorry, so basically like the the method in which the millennial in this article was going to do, she doesn't have any money. She doesn't uh-huh. have any savings. She's just broke. Or she's not broke, but she lives. But she's like, I don't have $6,000 to put aside yeah, for Yeah, she's like us. Yeah, so she's like, I want to donate to science that makes me feel good. And then at the end, they'll cremate my ashes and I'll have a celebration of life and my family can do with my ashes what they wish, right? So it's kind of interesting. I did read, this is one thing I, I was trying to tell you. I, I So 
I really wanted to talk, tell you about this story, but I forgot. And yeah. now this is the perfect time. Okay. So uh, I love reading weird stories on Reddit. It's like my favorite thing. And this guy, uh, this was a, am I the asshole post? So it's like a subreddit where, you know, you pose your problem and then the internet decides whether or not you're the asshole or the person you're with is an asshole. Yes. So this lady's husband is dying of cancer. Okay. So okay. she's writing it. <laughs> He's dying of cancer. And he wants in his like directive for his like death that yeah. what he wants is he wants to be donated to science. But he found a deal where you can get donated to science, but they'll clean your skull. So like he wants to preserve his skull. So like when he, he so he, yeah, they to put can it on the mantle back. or something or put it like the on his like the hood piece on his Cadillac. So what he wants, the other thing you can do is you can get cremated and get your remains turned into diamonds. <laughs> That's, a that's real, so cool. That's a real thing. And so what he wrote in his will is that yeah. his wife is to take his body, get this, like donate it, get the skull cleaned, get it cremated, and then get his ashes turned into the biggest two gems, two diamonds. And put them in the eye sockets. Put them in the eye sockets. Oh! And put it on the mantle. And she's like so upset. <laughs> I really hope this is real. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to do. She seems like super normal. Did she know about it when he was still alive? Or no, did he's he still alive now and oh. they're fighting about it. Oh. And she's like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, you're disrespecting me and my final wishes. I want my skull with diamond eyes on the mantle. And I want you to keep it with you forever until you die. And then I want my diamond eyes to stay with the family. Yeah. So he wants people to inherit the skull with diamond eyes. So like it goes to his kids and he wants yeah. it always to be displayed. See, this is where he went wrong. What? He should have gotten his, the diamonds turned into like a grill and then they could put this, this the grill in the teeth of this. Of you don't think skull. diamond. I mean, I think, I mean, diamond eyes are good. That's where I went first, but I felt like if it wasn't the eyes looking at the wife, it would be a different thing. It's a skull, Nick. <laughs> She was like, I'm not doing it. And but then he you says, I'm an asshole. On it and stuff. Can you believe that? I was like, that is. And he was like, legit, like, you're disrespecting me. I'm going to die soon. I'm dying of cancer. You just need to respect this one thing. I want to stay with you. And I want to be on the mail. I mean, he's completely insane. He's completely you insane. I mean, you were dying in six months and you said you wanted that. And you said, no, I sure as fuck wouldn't be like, well, let me make sure that I spend the rest of my life fighting with you about that. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I want you to play Nina Simone's I'm Feeling Good on like, as your with casket like goes down. I know speakers like as I go down, I want that song playing. And even that but you're you want to like, be buried and that. like, that's a bummer. Yeah. But now I'm changing it too. I want to be turned into diamonds, bury my <laughs> diamonds and then have then do like a Nicolas Cage movie. What's it called? National Face Treasure. Off. Yeah, Face Off meets National Treasure. We'll work out the details later. Okay, I'm well, not sure exactly. You know that I just am not paying attention to you. Once I just want to be cremated and thrown into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like that, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So that's one way, like burial, like human composting is another thing. Yeah. Like they'll do like um, burial pods where you're like in a tree. So like you're in the roots of a tree and they bury yeah. the tree and your body decomposes as the tree grows out of your body. My um my great my grandpa, my boompa um uh what uh passed away like maybe 15 years ago and he got cremated and my grandma just mixed he wanted his ashes mixed yeah. in her compost heap and she just mixed it and now he's in the garden. Yeah, he's like, just in the compost, yeah, just chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. Okay, um 
I have, have a, I have a question okay. about this, like donating your body to science yes, thing. Yes. I feel like there's a narcissistic bent to it. That's like, well, I, it's not like I'm going to be important even after I'm gone. It's just like, you could probably go dedicate your life to science now. You know, if you were just so like, oh, I want to be, I want to help humans. It's like, you just do nothing your whole life. You're like a lazy couch potato forever. Right. Yeah. It's just like watch the Sopranos. I'm just talking about myself. Okay. Right. <laughs> like have a podcast. Yeah. Right. right? right. Just like, <laughs> try to make it in showbiz. Like just do bullshit your whole life. And then you, you're like, but I, my ace in the hole is that I'm going to dead it. <laughs> donate my body to science so when i'm dead i'll be useful to someone and who's to say that the science experiment is even good for humanity you know it might just literally be like you know will this nail polish uh you know singe off the arm hairs of a grown man or something it could be bullshit science experiments you don't even know what you're dedicating yourself to well you can you can you can decide hey i mean i think i feel like there's a kernel of an argument somewhere where, oh <laughs> there's another way you can donate do you want to know this one yes this one's really crazy okay, i listen good. to podcasts about murder all the time <laughs> so i like actually am realizing i've like read a lot i've listened to a lot of yeah. things so another thing you could donate your body to is the fbi and uh like i think federal like crime kind of organizations i can't remember what exactly it is it might just be the fbi Federal crime organization. <laughs> it's like they have a whole like basically like a compound yeah. in the desert in like arizona yeah and you can donate your body to see to the compound and then the whole body is just it's a decomposition farm because they want to see how um, how bodies decompose in the wild. And so they take all of these corpses. You can dedicate, you can go ahead and say like, I donate my body oh, to this right. thing. Yeah, and they yeah, spread yeah. it across in all of these different ways. Like, okay, well that one's going to be exposed to like um, animals. And this yeah, one has right. like a cage to keep the animals away. And right. this one's half in sun, half in shade. And this one's in water. And like when you go, like the podcast followed these people. <laughs> you get on a bus and you get out and you walk through the farm and there's just rotten. <laughs> dead bodies everywhere it's just straight up for like fans of csi just it's like, like it's like if you're like kind of like a like a forensic scientist like or somebody who's interested in right that, then well you, you know what there. i want to dedicate my body to what? like like a film school so they can teach like uh young filmmakers how to like make it look like the mafia is getting rid of a dead body oh, in really yeah. convincing ways in the future see like you can do anything yeah that'd be super cool yeah so i don't know it's yeah. just, it's like we're we're thinking of we're talking about it millennials are talking about it more and they're thinking about it more statistically than yeah. past generations of americans um and we're getting freakier with it the other thing that um i signed up for <laughs> i'm like really excited about but i feel like this seems scammy oh god okay so there's a app okay it's called we croak so that's the other thing that happens there's tons of apps that kind of help us deal with death we croak is a app that reminds you that you're going to die five times a day. <laughs> I feel like all we really need to do that is have a, like a, the bank send us our, <laughs> our monthly credit card bill know, five times a day. I mean, basically like he's like, a, he likes to meditate. And one of the things like, there's like a, like in certain practices of Buddhism, like I think like sound, I read a little bit about it. I just, yeah. but like that, 
meditate certain meditation practices like connection to death is like really really important because yeah. it keeps you like kind of spontaneous and connected and open and sort of yeah. like valuing your time on the planet in yeah. a different way and so like with different spiritual practices like you'll sit down and just like is a part of your meditation like I don't know, agenda for the day. You have these like five times that you think of death in a day. And so this is gives you push notifications on your phone. <laughs> That's so scandalous. It's yeah. so hard. This whole like live every day as if, if it's your last. Like I sure as hell wouldn't be going to go train at a new restaurant if I knew I was going to die. I know. You know, I would but- just take out a bunch of credit cards. And but like, it's not about that. It's just about like thinking about like, okay, so this is one of the quotes that it sent me today. Okay. How can I be substantial if I do not cast a shadow? I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. <laughs> well, that is no problem for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's less about like, I live every day as if it's your last and more about like, remember you will die. Yeah. You know, it's a peaceful thing, not a like, Drop everything and change your life thing. Right. You know. Go take that skydiving class you always wanted to do. Yeah, right. Um, well, I want to make a um, feature film before I die. So maybe. But I think that's what we should invent. We should invent like a we croak for creative people. You're going to die. Just do the thing. Yeah. No, then we'd all be broke. Even more broke than we are right yeah, now. <laughs> all right. Well. That's uh so that I just thought that was kind of interesting. So you thing. just want to be cremated and th- ashes thrown anywhere in the wind? No, I mean, I think like. Come on, tree growing. You know, you kind of like that. I like the idea of being cremated uh-huh. because I just kind of like the idea of like you just being dispersed. Yeah. You know, so like I like the idea of like going into compost. I like the idea of like I, I'm not crazy about my bones being like intertwined in the roots of a tree. <laughs> I think that's a little intense for me. <laughs> but I like the idea of like being kind of like dispersed or kept like yeah. a little piece of it. Like I think if like I think it would be like cool to have like a little bit of ashes go to the people that I love, you know, yeah. or like a person that I love. Maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> like I think like. I don't really care. I just think it's, I do think in my mind, probably cause I just am not religious. I think it's the idea of like rotting in a casket full of embalming fluids is really gross. Like I, I hate that idea that yeah. that's like, that's where I would be is like sealed in something. And then like pump full of chemicals and like a slush, you know what I mean? Like that seems really gruesome to me. And I don't like the yeah. idea of like, I mean, that's the main thing. God, there was. um, So I'm pretty sure Sherm sticks are cigarettes or marijuana joints dipped marijuana joints. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Cigarettes (laughs) or joints (laughs) dipped into an embalming fluid. Right. Yeah. And that's I'm pretty sure that's what Denzel makes Ethan Hawke smoke in training day. Oh, and he goes, I didn't know you like to get wet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure because it's like different er, different like regions had different slang for it. So I knew a kid who sadly to this day is like still walks around the neighborhood and is like a total drug addict, like, you know, crazy person who walks around this neighborhood. He like totally went down that path who got a job working at the Columbia City funeral home to steal embalming fluid to sell Sherm sticks. 
wild. Yeah, and that kid did not end up okay. Yeah, so that well, shit is no joke. Yeah, stay away from the Sherm, guys. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't heard, uh, you're hearing it now. Dip your cigarettes in embalming fluid, ruin your life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think it makes sense. The idea of, like, donating your body to science to get a free cremation, I'm, like, pretty down with. There is something very, like, dystopian about that. Yeah. Like, that's, like, we live in a society where, like, we have to, like, work in death to have, uh, like, legitimate... <laughs> burial process i would donate my body on like some like hunger games type level right to like be the body that like a group of friends is like do you want to go see a dead body like in uh what was it Le stand by me or lean on me or yeah. whatever that movie is right and they like go on like a like a journey that brings them close together to like go see a dead body i would be that dead body for sure i like that you just didn't respond to what i said on any level <laughs> well, <laughs> pitching other ways because to that body. is the problem with the death industry is it's inherently a narcissistic thing it's inherently like how what, do what, I, did you even hear what I just said? I don't know. Say it again. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd I, you say? And I'll respond again. No, Go. I'm not. You're, you're on fucking restriction. <laughs> I said, I think it's really insane that millennials are being practical because they're going to put their, they're going to work in death to get some sort of a legitimate burial <laughs> because we can't afford it. That's insane to me. Right. And then you started talking about standby. Me. So... <laughs> I do think that there's something like, you know, like when, when like somebody sends around like a GoFundMe for something yeah. like I, that like is legitimate, like medical expenses. Yeah. Right. And everybody says it's like heartwarming the support they get, but yeah. really like, it's also an example of how fucked up our world is. Oh, I know. And this article is like, yeah, we're thinking about it. And like, think of this ethical thing she did in order to earn her cremation that she can't afford. <laughs> yeah, right. She's going to give her body to science <laughs> for two years. I mean, the idea that that's like, I don't disagree with her doing that. Yeah, right. And I understand why it's ethical in, in terms of just like, Oh, that's great. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And, and then it's free. Right. Like, I understand all of that. It still feels like insane to be like, listen to this responsible millennial talking yeah. about donating your body to science. I know. It's like this free cremation. This neighborhood got together to feed the <laughs> starving elderly people. Yeah. It's just it's like, like they're starving elderly people. I, like it's I was watching this thing. It's like this guy's like a Vietnam vet. And he had a medical emergency and had to be hospitalized. And his dogs had to go be boarded yeah. at a Petco. And this Petco has this policy where like, you can't get your dogs back until you pay off all of the boarding. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that works. That seems crazy to me, but like, as long as you're paying down on the boarding, like you can have the potential to get your dogs back. And then if not, I think that they just take them to the shelter. So it's Jesus. like, it's something really crazy, right? Damn, so like Petco, it's I know I like, I, I mean, this is the information that I got from this video. So like, yeah. it could be like, I didn't understand it, but that's basically like the scenario that was painted for me. Right. And then there was a video and this guy and he's like in his seventies and he's going to pay his $20 down on the boarding. And he looks up and the per people who work there were like, Oh, we don't, um, actually, uh, we can't accept this money from you. And immediately he was like, Oh, I can't have my dogs back. Right. You know? And it's like, this is like, and it's just like, obviously like so quiet and so heartbreaking. And then, they go, no, we paid it down. So all the employees got together and they raised the money 
to buy the dogs out of the kennel from Petco. Yeah. And then they bring him out and the guy's crying and they're like, this is what humanity's like. And it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> humanity <laughs> means that in the face of extreme corporate greed, sometimes people can get together to alleviate the, the our people, mutual pain. Yeah, the people working for minimum wage can pool their earnings and help this one guy who's like just like diligently paying down what he can after being a veteran of war. It's just like the whole thing it was just like framed in this thing it has like, you know, 50,000 like likes and it's like all these hearts and it's like this is what being a human being is all about. And I'm just sitting here going like what happened to us? <laughs> this guy can't get his dogs back from Petco. <sighs> Anyways. Well, Such a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And on that note, we're moving on to our next article about death. <laughs> good, 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 good. Hello. Pardon the interruption. This is Nick and Muriel. If you're hearing this, it means we do not have sponsorship for this episode. Nope. But Campfire Media is working hard to make sure that changes. In the meantime, this episode is brought to you by you, our listeners. If you want to support Hell in Your 30s, please go to patreon.com slash hellinyour30s. How do you spell Patreon, Nick? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hellinyour30s, all spelled out. We have plenty of tiers for you to join the Hella family at whatever level feels comfortable for you. And hey... If you're not feeling another monthly subscription all up in your bush and you appreciate the podcast, you can always Venmo us at Hella in your 30s or send us a little something something through PayPal at Hella in your 30s at gmail.com. And now back to the episode. And uh, the coronavirus. Corona. The coronavirus is spreading. Don't know what it is. I know it's killing people. It's just like a crazy virus that uh, started in China. It's like the bird flu or something. Yeah, but it's like swine flu. Uh, it came from a meat market where they were selling like crazy, crazy meat. Uh, <laughs> just, so, just like cartoon meat or something. Yeah, like lots of cartoons. <laughs> uh, it has made its way to the U.S. And yeah. that's a perfect segue into 10 things millennials could die of. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So this is a great article. Oh, I don't know. Right. I love that you're in a good mood. I'm in a good mood, but I'm also in a dark mood. And this is feeding my my baby so well. Yeah. Um, this is how is this how millennials die? Is the name of the article. OK. Uh, so they have 10 things that they think will kill millennials. Is this from a reputable outlet? No. Well, it's from Apple News. Does that count? <laughs> I think everything is from Apple News at this point. <laughs> well, anyway, I think that this is pretty great. We're going to go through them, and I want you to know some of this stuff I did learn some things. From okay, it. good. I'm excited. Okay, so these are the 10 things that they're saying millennials could die of. What they mean by this yeah. is these are things that like, could be chronic ailments, for millennials once they get to be like retirement age. Okay. So we're the these biggest, are things. Yeah. We're like the biggest generation. We're a huge generation of people. We're more than boomers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think. I, well, whatever. Okay. Wait, hold on. No, that's not that interesting of a, of a, 
Who cares? We'll let the nerds fact check. Keep going. Okay. There's a lot of us and we're exposed to things that humans have never been exposed to exactly. before. So that's the idea is that like like a lot of the stuff we're being, just because of tech, we've been exposed to a bunch of crazy stuff. Some of this stuff is stupid. Some of it's interesting. So the first one that they yeah. say we could die of, tech neck. <laughs> Oh, this guy, this immediately lost all credibility. No, tech no, no. neck. Tech neck is basically the idea is that when you bend your neck forward. Yeah. Uh, because of the um, the degree, like the pressure on yeah. like that your head is putting on your neck. Yeah. At a 45 degree angle, your your neck is essentially supporting the same amount of weight as a 50 pound bag of potatoes. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. It's kind of like if you were like, basically like the idea is like, you know, you can lift something with your arm, right? Yeah. But you can't lift with your, if your arm was shorter. I can't remember. It's <laughs> just so stupid. Well, I don't know. I know that you do jam your chin in and put your face down in the weirdest way imaginable whenever you're on your phone. I so don't do that. You I can have buy a double chin that is gently being pushed by my head. No. Yes. You have a crazy... You are so biased because you have a skinny face. <laughs> Literally, you could gain 100 pounds and you still look skinny for the front. So well, annoying. you have a phone chin, not tech neck, but we also... I wonder if we're going to die from like podcast wrist. No, just... we're going to die from me throwing you out of the window. <laughs> if uh, you do that, I'm going to um, bring you down with me so hard. Essentially... What they're saying is that like it's it's actually like really, really, really bad for you using the idea that you look down at your phone. Yeah. Is like an insanely bad thing for your neck that mm -hmm. puts wear and tear on it. And as you get older, your vertebrae like get drier and all of the like padding and stuff wears down. But like they're saying like essentially it's like so bad for your neck and it's also really bad for your lower back. Yeah. Somehow. So like in. 40 years like we're all gonna have like crippling back pain because this is like insanely unnatural and also just like actually really terrible for you but it's easy to do right you're just like whatever it doesn't feel bad no it doesn't feel bad right it's, it's like we're we're maxed out right like, it's kind of like how your dad's generation of longshoremen like were in those uh uh like the cranes with no shocks. Yeah. So it's like they're driving around and it doesn't feel bad except for just 20 years of physical, physically bumping around like ruins your back. It's just like compresses your spine. We're just like, like <laughs> yeah, on Wikipedia yeah, or something. Yeah. So shit. I believe this. Tech neck, I can see. Second one, it's one stupid. This whole list is dumb. <laughs> We're just going to do it because it's hot yoga. They say it's bad for you. <laughs> That's not good. I wrote dumb in all caps, so I don't care about that. All right, great. Three earbuds. Oh, my God. How are I feel like my earbuds are killing me. How do they so, say earbuds are going to kill me? Basically, uh, the World Health Organization yeah. has estimated that in like 20 years, yeah. about 1.1 billion people on the planet will have like seriously diminished or lost hearing because of earbuds. So they won't be able to hear the electronic cars like driving down the street and they'll get hit by it. Like how will having hear lo hearing loss lead to your death? I mean, I think it's just like really bad. I mean, it's not going to lead to your death. Oh, okay. But the idea is like these are kind of debilitating things that technology is doing that we don't yeah. have any long term studies for. So earbuds in particular like are awful for you. Yeah. And especially like if they're not noise canceling. So like with with over the ear coverings, yeah. there's more of like a noise canceling element. But noise canceling headphones are good because you're listening to things at a true volume. 
But if, because you're not competing with outside noise. Right. But if you are listening to something that's competing with outside noise to in order for you to hear it, you're yeah. turning it up unnaturally loud. And that is giving crazy damage to your ears. And like the worst built uh, type of thing you can listen to are like basically Apple earbuds. The white earbuds that everybody has. The only kind that I like. Yeah, those are the ones. <laughs> right now, I guess the latest kind of AirPod is noise canceling now. Uh -huh. But up until now, it's just been like the most popular brand is the kind of brand that like literally destroys your hearing. <laughs> well, I know because they're all like shaped specifically to go inside you. Yeah, they're inside and like there's just and they're not noise canceling. So you're just like blasting it and like it's so, so, so bad for you, which is, you know, uh, they said right now. Uh, about 30% uh, uh, hearing damage in young people yeah. is up 30% since basically the advent of like the iPhone. God, I hope. Isn't that that's Well, a big I just number. hope at least some of them are going deaf because of listening to our podcast yeah. so religiously. Yeah, yeah, That'd yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. I hope, I just, I just hope we're the, we're, we're responsible for some of that damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty intense. I mean, 30% <laughs> higher. No, that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, social media, we're depressed and lonely. I mean, totally. Oh, that's a, oh, so they're just saying we're going to kill ourselves because everyone's Instagram makes their lives look better than ours. Yeah, it's like well, I think also like if you're dealing with depression and stuff, I think you it does lower your it, it affects your health like Yeah. You know. That's why I love Andrew Yang because he's going to um start a whole cabinet or I don't know how politics work, but he's going <laughs> to uh, appoint a person of like uh, ethical social media things oh. because basically, basically everyone in, okay, I know I don't know what I'm talking about, but Andrew Yang does. So allow me to paraphrase. Okay. Vote Andrew Yang or Bernie Sanders, whatever. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, he's like uh, basically everyone in Silicon Valley knows what addicts, what addicts people to social media. <laughs> That sounds so weird, addicts. That's the what you would say. What makes social media addicting is basically feeling bad. And like specifically, they know how to make young women feel bad. Yeah. And that's like why social media is what it is, because people are addicted to it. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with feeling good. And, um, you know, so Andrew Yang is going to save our lives. Okay. Sometimes you make a face when you're explaining something. Yeah. I mean, I will definitely cop to most of what I said today is probably on somewhere on the bullshit spectrum. Yeah. But when you are starting to explain something that you realize you're halfway through that you don't know, you make <laughs> the funniest face. It looks like you're about to go down a roller coaster. You're like, here we go. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the, thing. Um, the other thing they talk about is basically like, we just stopped cooking like we don't cook our own food we just eat out constantly yeah and it's getting worse with gen zers something like they say the average gen zer which this is dumb because that includes children yeah but right. they say like they cook 13 minutes a week it's like the average gen z like cooking what so the heck what can you even make in 13 you're minutes? doing grab and go so you're like yeah. cans of soup like sandwiches. Well, there's some crazy stat I was reading about Whole Foods that basically they make like all of their money from their salad bar. Yeah, yeah. So it's people just going in there and they're like when they, you know, they just, that that's what actually keeps Whole Foods in business. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've read the same thing. I think like it's basically like 
it's fast casual. Yeah. Healthy fast casual. Yeah. That's what like millennials and um like sweet garden and sweet greens. Yeah. Sweet greens, yeah, yeah. Yeah, things like that, like salad to goes, grab and goes, prepared things. So we're just like it's not that we're Stop rubbing your eyes, stop, Muriel. Stop, Muriel, stop. take your fingers out of your eyes. No. You're doing to your eyes what earbuds are doing to the Oh the God. ears of our I youth. I like it when you're just talking. And- I know. Well, I'm trying to irritate you so you'll have something else bothering you I'm instead serious. of your I'm serious. I like it when you just talk instead of doing anything. It's my favorite thing. I'm serious. I don't know. What does that mean? Because you can't grab my arm. Oh, I will if you do it again. If you had kept going, <laughs> I would have. I'm just feeling lazy right now. Okay. Anyways, so they cook 13 minutes a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this 18-year-old kid I met at my this job last night, I don't can't imagine him cooking. Yeah. Yeah. He d- he doesn't even shave yet. Well, the idea is like also with the fast casual stuff is like we it's like we feel like we're making healthy choices because you're totally overworked. You don't have time to 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 uh, cook. Yeah. And also like we're more health conscious. So it's like it's like you're trying to be healthy. So you're spending money on healthy things. Yeah. But it's like a big part of that is like portions are way off and da 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 da. You know, like it's like it's all being like you have a higher risk of foodborne illnesses. It's like all this kind of stuff. I'm so into how much we've been cooking and saving money and thinking about our portions lately. Yeah. I'm like feeling like we're on a real good. Uh, I love how like buzzy and happy. You well, are I just, today. I think, I don't know, whatever. I, that just reminded me that I'm very proud of us for making healthy choices in our diet since our calamity of a Christmas <laughs> eating extravaganza. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're getting back on track and feeling good. Okay, okay. Um, the other thing, vaping, duh, obviously, don't vape. <laughs> Man, I think this is okay to say. Uh, my brother Mario has um, quit several addictive things. Yeah. Some of which going, like getting off of, could have killed him. But he said nothing ever made him feel like he was going to die worse than quitting vaping, which is so insane. Yeah. Because it's just like nicotine. And he's had several other friends that are, that quit like kind of around the same time as him. And, and apparently just all of them are like, it is the brutally the most difficult thing they've ever quit. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I, I, I know. I think it's like, um, it's so unregulated. That's yeah. like my thing. I just like, it's just such a weird, like no man's land of like, <laughs> nobody knows. Everybody says it's safe, but nobody really understands yeah. like what the exposure actually would be. I wonder thing with your brother yeah. and like other people is like vaping, like, you know, in 2001, like what? I mean, it's just so long ago we weren't allowed to smoke indoors right right so like and like you can't get your deposit back on your apartments you can't like it's just like you can't it's so hard to smoke indoors anywhere even privately but now with vaping it's like you can vape in a hotel room you can vape in your apartment you can vape even if you're not vaping like in a bar which people still do like you can still vape in so many more closed spaces because it just doesn't stink. Right. So and, people just do it. And they do it. And it's like you don't realize like the people like you're essentially chain smoking like two packs worth of nicotine a day. 
but because it's just so easy to do tiny hits all day long, right. you don't really think about it and there's no consequence. Like you don't stink. Your clothes don't stink. You're not spending like the same amount of money you would if you were buying two packs a day, right. you know, like you're not, you don't see like when I was a kid, my dad used to smoke in the bathroom <laughs> is his dad time. <laughs> and uh, our bathroom, like you could see the nicotine right. stains on the wall. Yeah. Like they're sticky and Brown and they're like on the wall, you know, like it's, it, it, smoking cigarettes it's just like obviously it all has consequences and it's like whatever but it's like it's well, when you palpable smoke, right when you smoke cigarettes your fingers, your fingers are sticky yeah. and gross and like yeah it's drastic and you leave and then there's like a piece of garbage that you either flick away or whatever but there's like a remnant of it yeah. like with vaping it's like it doesn't exist right it's just and i took a hit a baby hit off of mario's thing and i thought i was gonna die <laughs> like it was so drastic, you know. <laughs> she was like crazy. Gonna die. Yeah, so that they're they're right about that. Yeah, I it's it's like anecdotally, I just am like you bought me a vape pen kind of as a fun joke Christmas present with a really low dose of nicotine in it. Yeah. And some weed. And I had never I was sick all winter. Yeah. Like and I was thinking, I'm sick, I'm sick. And I didn't really realize that like I was just getting respiratory infections yeah. the entire I'm sensitive, but like I was sick the whole winter. That was like four years ago. If anyone is worried about, um, you know, how irresponsible of a gift giver I am. Oh, nowadays. nobody's worried. You're good. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's uh, like, mm, I'm pretty sure we listened to this episode and they couldn't afford gifts this year. <laughs> uh, Soul Cycle and CrossFit. Uh, That's the, killing people. Well, the only reason is, is because. Uh, there's just tons and tons of injuries. <laughs> really? <laughs> it doesn't, it's actually like a totally safe thing to do if you know what you're doing. But right. the problem is, is it's like one of those New Year's resolution things where right. they're like, I'm doing CrossFit. Because like the whole thing, they basically are saying like, there are more CrossFit gyms uh, like globally than there are Starbucks in the United States, which is a lot. It's kind of a weird statistic, but it's yeah. like, there's just like so many CrossFit gyms. Right. And they're all like, based on like the idea is like you try to beat your personal best so it's like you know you're striving towards something yeah it's really high intensity hardcore physical demanding shit that you put yourself through well it's also just like yeah and it's also like cumulative like yeah. so you're like you know like we celebrate each other you celebrate the idea that like you're gonna win this thing i don't know i don't do it but i've read about it yeah uh but uh the idea is that like if you or i tried to do crossfit today our form would be so bad we could easily injure ourselves yeah right but if your form is really good there's not a higher instance of injuring yourself so it's like inherently the exercises aren't dangerous it's just that if you if you're trying to join and you don't know what you're doing, you can like really seriously hurt yourself. Right. And it's 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 sort of like going and buying weed from like these these dispensaries where it's like stoners are telling you what's good and what's bad. Right. Where you go walk into a CrossFit thing and these like buff people are like, just do fifty leaping squat twirls and right. then you throw out your back immediately. I have hurt myself doing hot yoga and I've hurt myself doing CrossFit-esque activities. Yeah. Like you and I have both. No, I twisted my ankle so bad that we lost like, I don't know, a full week's worth of money because I couldn't walk and go to work. When did you do hot yoga? See, hot yoga actually sounds like I would I would love hot yoga. I, I like. I've tried it throughout the years because yeah. I'm like, like notoriously 
uh, tragically the least flexible person you've ever met in your life. Like I cannot sit cross-legged and I never have been able to. Like I can't do anything. Like I'm so tight. And so I was like, oh, hot yoga will help me because it'll loosen me up and then I can stretch more. And it was just like pat, like black. I threw up once. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, not bad, but just like a little, you know. <laughs> just a little, I, a little throw up. <laughs> and then I, I've hurt myself, like gotten out and just been like, like really painfully, like overextended. Yeah. Um, and then I just black out. It's just like, whatever. I don't know. So it sounds just like a night of drinking, but healthy. So this sounds pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> I've yet to hear a real negative I don't from know. this. You should try it. I think you might like it. I just think it's like, the idea is that it's like, it's like any anything where like you take a practice that's supposed to be like a way of life and something that like keeps you in tune with your body and like helps you sort of like really understand your body and like <laughs> you just make put it, it symmetric. To the absolute extreme. Yeah, then you just like put it in a super hot room and you yell at each other. It's yeah, like right. cycles. Like when we did that cycling class, it was like in the dark with someone on a megaphone going, go, go, push, yeah, push. Right. You know, it's like versus like taking a bike ride sometimes yeah, like right. around like, the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like getting a blessing from the Pope or something, but to make it like more meaningful, he just screamed it into your eardrums. Well, and I think that that's like such, I feel like that's such a millennial thing or at least like a, th like I feel like this so constantly where it's like, like we're out of practice. This is just maybe us, but we're out of practice doing reasonable things like yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. like then we try to add in unreasonably heightened things to make up for lost time. Right. And then we hurt ourselves and then just give up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, th that's also exactly what you and I do all the time with everything. It's like, I, re I was just like, yep, everything I'm reading out here, I'm like, yep, I do that. <laughs> I do that. Baby, I'm, a, I'm dead already. Um, they say, uh, this is one I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, blue wave lights. So that's like basically your screens emit like this blue wave light, this unnatural light. Uh -huh. As humans, we've never been exposed to. Yeah. And like, we've talked about this a little bit on the sleep hygiene podcast that we did that episode, but like basically like it disrupts your circadian rhythms and it actually disrupts your ability to produce melatonin. So like any kind of blue light from your phone or from your computer, um, will, will inherently like disrupt the fabric of your quality of sleep. Yeah. So even if you're not using your phone in bed at night, it's just like the like if you spent like eight hours in front of a computer screen and came home and said, I'm not going to look at my phone for the entire evening and go to bed without looking at my phone or looking at a computer screen or like you're still disrupted from the day. Like, oh, I hate hearing things like that. Yeah, it's, it's like wild. Right. It's like that thing where it's like, well, if you've had one drink then five days later, your body is still in shock. Right. It's just like, <laughs> so you'll never recover. But I mean, trauma the, is ever present. I think that the idea, though, is that like we existed for so long as human beings without even being exposed to this type of light. Yeah. And then like now it's like it's like ubiquitous. Yeah. And like, of course, like looking at a screen right before you go to sleep is really hard. They say, actually, if you just always keep your phone on like the um, the night shift setting, you help 
it helps a lot because it's the same tones as that come from the sun. It's like a yellow light spectrum or something. How the hell do you do that? There's just a like a thing. Show me. In your settings. You just go to night shift. Oh, what? Okay, I'm doing that. Because I also see that too. Sometimes like uh, people uh, like will their Twitter thing or something, it'll be black instead of white. Yeah. Is that... Uh, is Basically, that like, is the have blue, anything to do with that? The blue makes it so uh, you can see it outside. So if you uh-huh. like better, right? Uh-huh. So like if this, if you put it on night shift, it's harder to read outside. I think I heard Whitney Cummings talk about this. She was saying there's also um, if you're feeling addicted to your phone, you can do it so it's black and white. Yeah. So it takes away the color and that's supposed to help with your brain or be positive in some I way. I think that there are different settings that you can do that like definitely help minimize the like kind of fucked up stuff that stuff does yeah. to your brain. But, you know, you got to read the articles. <laughs> God damn. I, also, I just love Whitney Cummings. This is a quick little plug about someone who's so wildly successful that I literally can't help them uh, with my plugs but uh, still if you don't have Whitney Cummings in your life you should look into her okay okay is that it is that the only things that are going to kill us or we got more also hard seltzer what why boo <laughs> what do they say about hard seltzer hard seltzer um mainly they just say it just super super promotes binge drinking oh because <laughs> it's like you just think like it doesn't matter. It's like the culture behind it and oh, the it's way like, it is. Remember like Schmirnoff Ice when yeah. that came out? Yeah, everybody was like, whoa, but this is no sugar. You can't get like, it's like less calories. Yeah. It's like has a pretty high ABV for what it is. You yeah. can't taste it. It's just like you're drinking seltzer water and they're just like, it literally is just like, it's like, I think it's more akin to when like, um, uh, like four loco came out yeah, where we yeah, were all yeah. addicted to like monster energy drinks yeah. and then they made it alcoholic and then everybody was having like heart attacks. <laughs> that was so great. I will say this, uh, Davey, who I know does listen to this podcast. It might be listening now. I love you. I remember she's like one of our clean living, like awesome, like friends, healthy, and that, friends, healthy yeah. friends. And she came over and she had never had a hard seltzer. And I was like, taste this man. It doesn't taste like anything. And she tried it. And she was just like, it just, you could just immediately tell. She was like, I taste like, uh, fake food flavoring, yeah. shitty sugar. Like for clean living people, you it clearly just tastes like well, it's uh, grain alcohol in a Lacroix. Yeah. I mean, like I it, mean, it is definitely garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but we're big fans. <laughs> but for us, we're like it's basically like breathing fresh mountain air. And the last one is urban living. So of course, duh. What does that mean? Just like. We're going to get hit by a car or shot or something. No, no, no. It's like chemicals, pollutants, and then depression and isolation. Essentially living in a city is like more green than living in like, like we like it's uses like, um, comparatively like less energy per person than a small town Yeah, because we, we just have like more public transportation and things are like more condensed, you know, Uh but, um, it's just does do a toll on your mental health a lot of this is like depression oriented it's right i feel crazy. like all of that even the stuff that's like uh yeah i mean you know you're gonna have tech next so you're gonna be like 76 and like lying in bed and depressed and then just like take opioids and die well, you can't hear you know right yeah, you're gonna be like <laughs> can't hear can't move 
the only thing that you're going to have is a case of White Claw. <laughs> you're just going to binge drink yourself into oblivion. I don't oblivion. know why we decided to do this episode. <laughs> you know why? Because life is good. And sometimes you have to look at the bad, okay, and incorporate it into whatever kind of uh, personality that you're, uh, you know, crafting for yourself that will allow you to carry on through the pain and conquer the world. Okay. I don't even really understand what you're saying. All right, I just thing. am trying to do something so I can get through my uh, working at restaurants again. Um, so this is our last statistic. Oh, okay, I didn't know there's article, a bonus. Last, last one. Okay. So this is, this is an article from CNN. And it is. Who I'm really mad at. I hate CNN. I know, honey. I know. It's, it really makes you sound so old. <laughs> it's just like I come over and all you do is rant about CNN. It's just well, like, it's just, I'm just pissed that Trump ended up being right about them. Well, what you're. I don't. <sighs> <laughs> Muriel's so mad at me. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um. So our last thing is how to retire with 2 million broken down by age. How to retire with $2 million. Broken down by age. Okay. So okay. this is just if you had to save to have enough money to retire at 65 for the rest of your life. Retiring at 65. Okay. Yeah. So if you're 22, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. If you're making $50,000, that's the model with okay. no bonuses, no raises or anything like that. Just uh -huh. a clean $50,000 pre-tax. If you're 22 years old yeah, and you start saving today, uh -huh. you have to save about $800 a month to have the money. To have $2 million by the time you hit 65. If you were 30, yeah. you have to save $1,400 a month starting today. In order to have enough money to retire at 65. Okay. That's not going to happen quite yet. And we're not 30. We're... If you're 35. Okay. Let's call ourselves 35 for this. Okay. $2,000 a month. God damn it. Well, then is $2 million even enough to last you the rest of your life starting at 65? I mean, no. Is it though? That... I mean, that's what they say, but I don't think it is. I it's would, like assuming you've bought a house and you don't have a mortgage or rent. I mean, I don't think that that makes sense at all. Right. And this $50,000 a year, are they, are they assuming that that job also gives you health insurance? I mean, it's no. I mean, I don't know. They're not even counting it. I mean, it's like so funny to think about how how insane this is. Hold on. Two million divided by, let's see, you live 20 more years. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That would be $100,000 a year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Until you're 85. And well, you're donezo. <laughs> you're donezo. Not me. I'm going to be going hard into my 90s because I'm going to be writing scripts, making movies. Got to make up for lost time, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, for the record, some of the articles that we didn't get to would also really... <laughs> <laughs> work into this narrative which is stocks soared this year half of millennials missed out <laughs> <laughs> even high income millennials fear they'll need to work forever <laughs> all right well speaking of that we've got to go to work and die <laughs> let's do yoga let's get
Oh, and before we say our thank yous, we got a beautiful message from Martina. Hello, hello, voicemail. Hey, Muriel. Hey, Nick. It's Martina. Um, I just listened to your BuzzFeed Patreon episode. I was cracking up. And I just had a few things to comment to uh, help out in this Hella in our 30s journey, some things that I have learned. I learned that those sticky balls that they sell to collect dust out of your keyboard, my kids have had some materials like that, and they do rinse clean. So that's one thing to gross you out a little bit less. Second, it's a good idea, Muriel, that now you use makeup sponges for your makeup instead of your fingers, you go girl. But also, makeup brushes are actually even easier, make your makeup look even smoother and actually use less of your makeup, I have found. They're easier to wash. You can just wash them, like scrub them, make a little cup shape with your hand, scrub them with some soap, and then squeeze and tap the water out of them and reshape them and let them air dry. Shoot, there was one other thing I was gonna say. I don't know. I'll have to call back if I think about it. Keep it up. Love you guys. Bye. We love you, Martina. Oh, damn. We- and for anyone who needs to know, that's the kind of shit that's cracking off on our Patreon. Yes. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who hits us up on social media. DWhouse.insta, a.k.a. Troy. Thanks for hitting us up both on Instagram and Facebook. We got KK, Easta, and Paul for all seasons. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Thank you. Um, Please rate, review. I. And also, like, give us suggestions. We love hearing from you. I love getting voicemails. It's my favorite thing in the whole world, so continue to do that. We and uh, next time you're sitting next to someone listening to this podcast with the earbuds, make sure you shove one of those earbuds into someone else's ear and spread the gospel that Hell in Your 30s is here to make sure you go deaf. You all just stay good, stay safe, stay clean, keep your nose up. You know, all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep your nose to the sky, baby. All right. We Bye. love you. Bye. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte from Mega the Podcast. I'm a weekend producer at Twin Hills, a fictional mega church in Broad Ripple, Indiana. And I'm Gray Haas. I'm the youth pastor of our church's teen ministry called Climax. On every episode of Mega the Podcast, we improvise with a new guest comedian playing a different character from our community. Tune in and hear episodes with guests like Cecily Strong. How would you me off or whatever? Sorry, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. You know what? It's covered in the blood. Rory Scovel. Uh, yeah, I said, hey, we could build houses or we could... Uh, uh, we could build our faith in Christ out on a golf course. Eliza Coop. The way I plow the snow yeah. is uh, I'm not doing it by any other guidance except from from God. And Scott adds it. Physics is the proof of God. Wow. Because it's perfect. Oh. Uh, well. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. We couldn't think of physics. Right. Only he could think of physics. Isn't that right? We're on Campfire Media. Listen to Mega wherever you find podcasts. Campfire.